Welcome to episode 91 of the Kraken Pod. And I hate to start off the Sergey Fedorov uh, episode like this, but I'm I'm pissed. I'm it's Jeff. I'm really not happy with this team. And it's about something very specific, which I think leads into other things. But I need Joey to to give me feedback to let me know if why I'm angry is valid. So we're going to do a bunch of stuff. We're going to talk about the updates with the Kraken, which there's not a lot of positivity there. Uh, we got some no dumb questions or three stars of the week, the usual stuff, but I want to get right to it. So welcome to episode 91 of the Kraken pod. Let's go. What's up? My name is Jeff Janusik. This is my friend and co-host, Joey Cirillo. Man, I'm, I'm not going to even act like I'm happy right now. And I'm kind of in this mode of life where I'm just like trying to get shit done. And, and like emotions are kind of gone except for really like irritation and anger. So mm-hmm. um, <laughs> how are you? Uh, I'm doing good. I mean, I'm on a little bit of sleep. And I know we're going to get into this in a second, but it's because I was up late watching Kraken versus Avalanche doing some Kraken pod after dark on YouTube afterwards. So yeah, I'm a little, I'm a little tired at the moment. It's been kind of a crazy day, but uh, here we are, Jeff, here we are. Well, dude, you're the MVP. I think of the entire Kraken team, not only the Kraken pod team for doing all these cool things, trying to grow this brand. And I appreciate that. And um, some quick context is, well, let's just get to it. Let's get to it. I'll fill you in. Let's get to your Kraken reaction. So just so you know, we're recording this the morning after the Colorado Avalanche game. Uh, Kraken are 0 3 and 30 or something like that. But the big, big deal here is, you know, we're 0 and 3 and 1, right? Um, and I say the Colorado game because quickly, personally, uh, I had a family emergency in Michigan. I had to go home. Things are okay now, but I had to, I left and I was gone for a few days over the weekend. And I, like Joey's sleep deprived, but he's still here. But I, <laughs> I fell asleep a half an hour before the Avalanche game started. The home opener for the Kraken, I was getting excited. I could not stay awake. I had gotten so little sleep that I just passed out. So I didn't see the game. Now, I reviewed some things. And this is where, Joey, I need you to help me out. And I'm mad. Okay? And here's... Here's why I'm mad. And I'm starting with this Colorado game. So here's what I saw in the review in like the review of the game is O'Connor Colorado comes in 90 seconds into the game, does it the right way, goes over to Ebbs, says, Hey, you want to go? Ebbs says, let's go. There's the fight. This is for the retribution of Eberly's hit, which we felt was a clean hit. It just happened, and they had to do it. They Andrew Cogliano last year broke a little, his neck. He's good. He's playing, but this is what happens, right? Can you? Is this correct? This is correct. This is correct so far. This is correct. Yes. Cliff notes on point. And I'm before I fly into a rage about this. <laughs> I'm. I'm. I, hey, focus. I'm being serious. I know you are. This is the Sergey number number ninety one Sergey Fedorov episode, near and dear to my heart. Detroit Red Wing. Right. So like I'm taking this episode seriously. Also, the Kraken need to wake earmuffs the fuck up. And here's what's going on is, was there any retribution for Father Canner and the bullshit dirty hit by Kale McCarr? Was there any retribution from the Kraken? There was none. That's what I'm fucking pissed about. This team needs to wake the fuck up. Why are the Colorado Avalanche favorites for winning the Stanley Cup? We're struggling right now because we've got issues with new guys. We've got issues, a lot of issues, right? But we're struggling right now because teams are not sleeping on us. What was the first line of business for the Colorado Avalanche coming into this game? that they had circled 
for our home opener is they came in saying, we have got to correct what happened. They beat us. We don't like what they did to us, whether we agree or not. And they made us pay. Jordan Everly took his lumps and they made us pay. Now, Kale McCarr, I'm not saying is going to be an easy mark to go after, right? But that fight, Ebbs and Cogley, uh, I'm sorry, Ebbs and O'Connor, doesn't count. We didn't do shit to get them back for what they did to our leading goal scorer. That sends a message to the rest of the league and the avalanche that we are a bunch of fucking pussies. And that's what I'm mad about. I can handle not scoring. I can handle this team not performing and figuring things out. But that shit is unforgivable. And correct me if I'm, am I wrong? At least in the, in the facts? Uh, I, I want you to keep going because I feel like you have more to say. So I'll, uh, I'll jump in here after you get this out. This is, this is hockey 101. We have long memories. We have tradition. Okay. I, we, the power play sucks. Yes. We can't win shootouts. Yes. There's ex- explanations for some of that stuff. But this stuff is like hockey 101. All right. We paid for what we did, whether we agree with it or not. Ebbs paid his price. Where's fucking Kale McCarr's price? I don't care if he's the best defenseman in the league. I don't care if he's he's going to win a trophy, the Norris, whatever. I don't care. You go make that motherfucker pay. And guess who tried to make him pay? The fans. Every time he touched the puck, he got booed. Does Kale McCarr hate that? Is he bothered by that? Fuck no. He doesn't care. He's a superstar in the league. He doesn't care. that The, the fans did their part. This team is letting me down. And that is an unforgivable offense. And they got to fix that shit right away. That's it. Whew. Not going to lie. I did not expect you to come in like this. I have so many thoughts in my brain right now. Um, like I, I'm since I am literally like I, when I, I talked to you before this, this morning, I was like, yes. I, I woke up this morning. I said, this is fucking making me mad. Like I put too much time and effort in. you put in, you put in more effort, you know, but I put in time and effort into investing in this team and I get it. It's third year. There's going to be ups and downs. I, I don't expect them to win the Stanley cup, but I expect them to, to handle their fucking hockey business. Yeah, and it's it's year three. It's time to do these things. I go back and okay, so I I actually I go back and forth on this, but overall, I act I do agree with you. Um, so first off, I want this part of the argument to be null and void because I I fucking hate people comparing the two because it's a matter of principle, not of fact. If that makes any sense. Yeah. What my point is is that. And by the way, I am loving and like I'm clearly was on Twitter last night on the Kraken pod, like just trolling and being and being it. stupid and, and getting av- abs fans all riled up. I fucking love it. Like I'm I'm literally doing it like I'm playing around the entire time to see people get so fired up over it. Really, really, uh, you know, gets me going from six to midnight. But. The comparison between Jordan Eberle's hit on Cogliano and McCarr's hit on McCann, to me, that conversation is null and void because, you know, I, I don't think McCarr's a dirty player. I think the play was dirty. Um, I know that Eberly is not a dirty player. I know that he played alongside Cogliano when he was a rookie in 2010, 2011 with the Edmonton Oilers. They're fucking friends. He reached out the day after, uh, he, as soon as he heard that he was hurt because he came back in the game and then he ended up being out the rest of the playoffs, Eberly reached out to him to see if he was doing okay. So I know Eberly is not a dirty player. With that being said, the result of that injury was a severe injury. I don't like comparing the two because for me, it comes down to the principle of the matter, which I think is what you're so upset about. It comes down to, I don't care if one guy was concussed and missed the rest of the series. And one guy and one guy, you know, ends up having his neck fractured and, and has to come back and, and take the off season to rehab. Now I do care about those injuries. I'm not saying I don't care about them being hurt. 
But what I, I don't care to hear about is being like, well, you guys broke our neck and all he did was, was this and that. And it's like, dude, it's the principle of the matter. And for me, here's the thing, because I'm always trying to play devil's advocate. I can, un- I, I actually can understand to a degree, right? Like McCarr was penalized. I think it's a big reason why the Seattle Kraken won that series. So from that standpoint, you can be like, well, he's already served his dues. Like he had the suspension. Like it is what it is. Time for everyone to move on. You guys broke our guy's neck, blah, blah, blah. Here's the principle of the matter. And I like you saying this because I do agree with, with this in the fact that it, is, it establishes something with the rest of the league. It just does. It's hey. one of those things where it's like this team comes into the game 0-2-1. and Is that their record? Yeah, 0-2-1. and mm. And... I don't see any type of identity established whatsoever offensively or defensively for the most part. I see our goalies working their asses off just to be hung out to dry. And I also see a team full of dudes that don't want to do shit because there's not a single player on the crack and that anyone is scared of. I was talking about this last night on crack and pod after dark, by the way, uh, people need to go to the, the YouTube because we're putting <laughs> yeah. in shit. But anyways, I was talking about how even the big rig, fantastic nickname, giant human being, um, you know, solid defenseman. He comes across like a fucking teddy bear. He's not a guy that people are afraid of. Like, we don't have a single guy on our team that I think embodies that. And the more that I watch hockey, and you know what? I'm going to say something, and I hate to admit it because it's me admitting – to, to something going right with a team that I absolutely hate. Look what Toronto has done this year with Revo. It has completely changed the identity of that entire team. That is not a team to be fucked with. It establishes an identity. People are scared to go against them. They're scared to skate around with the puck. And I'm not saying, you know, we need to go out there and just start being like the bad news bears of hockey. But I would like one guy to be able to step up in a moment to show that, like, this is not okay. No, this, this, let me. He served the suspension. I get, I get all of that. But as a matter of principle and for the Seattle Kraken putting their foot down and being like, it's early in the season. We've lost three games in a row to start. This is the moment that we can seize to establish an identity and show our players that we stick up for each other and maybe shift the momentum towards them. And I know it's a long season. There's a lot of hockey left to play, but that's the part that's disappointing for me. No, dude, this is, we don't need, we don't need somebody who can fight. We don't need that. It doesn't matter. That doesn't matter. It'd be nice to have that, but it doesn't matter. It should have been team principal, next man up. They started shit. 90 seconds into the game, we're going to finish this shit. If the Kraken would have responded physically to what happened and got retribution for what happened to Jared McCann because of Kale McCarr, and they would have lost 15 to nothing, I would be ecstatic because that would send a message that we're down, but we're not out. They rolled over last night and they died. And I don't know what's going on with this team. I don't know if they were told not to do anything. I have no clue. But somebody should have said, I don't care what I've been told. I don't care what, you know, we got a message from the league. Don't start a brawl. I'm starting a fucking brawl next shift. Start a fucking brawl. It doesn't matter. They, they, that, I've never been so mad at this team. I'm an optimist with this team, as you know. But that's, that's inexcusable. And they need to fix this immediately. And if it's not fixed the next time they play the Avalanche, then this team is done. They're done for the year because something's not right. And they won't figure that out. If they're not going to stick up for each other and do that, they had that last year. This thing, just It's not right. So, And for uh, me, it's, it's not even... Uh, um, that's a great point. For me, it's not even like they need to fix this as in we need to go out next game and just like, you know, knock someone's head off. For me... It's an overall, again, principle of the matter. Whatever is going on with this team, chemistry-wise or whatever, and they're trying to kind of sort things out, that for me is the thing that they need to fix. And I thought last night against Colorado was a perfect opportunity to get that going 
in the right direction at the minimum. And I do believe they kind of rolled over and just took it last night. And it was fucking embarrassing. Yep. I, I mean, that's honestly like, I'm just being straight up. Like, I don't even know if I want to talk about this team right now. I mean, I'm serious. Like I, mean, I don't have a podcast. So we, can I know, run. I know, but like <laughs> that just, I've never been so mad at the team. Like that's, that's just inexcusable. You cannot be that way. It's just, I, I don't want to keep going around in circles here, but I'm angry and I got to see something. This team is on life support, if not dead already. And they got to wake up. Something's got to change. I don't know what's up, but th- this is a, you know, I don't care if I'm now enemy number one for this team. Put this on loop uh, if you're a Kraken player and listen to it. But like, let's step up for each other because we got embarrassed last night. The score, it was a close game, but it wasn't. We got embarrassed on our home ice, home opener. The Colorado Avalanche came in and I don't give a shit anymore that we beat them in the first round last year because they just came in and said, that's null and void. This is a new year. That shit's old memories. Great. Hope you all had some fun, but we're fucking back and we're here and we're not going to take this shit. And we ain't going to lose to y'all again. If we talk, if we meet in the playoffs and I would put all of my money on that right now, if I could bet on a series, I would say Colorado win this easy four games. No problem. Crush. We're the joke. I have no no additional notes to that. I mean, I I agree. The league is talking, the rest of the players in this league, talking about that game between the Colorado avalanche and the Kraken last night. And that, that, that team it is a turning point in this season and they better turn this shit around immediately and they better figure this out. And I want to see a good product on the ice and I want to see fire. Then they should be mad that they did not take care of business last night. They should be embarrassed and mad and they better fix this shit. Now I was excusing stuff before I was excusing, you know, the power play is not working because they don't have a bona fide superstar on the power play. They don't have, they don't have the bona, like they're a team's team, but that ain't working right now. Power play gets fixed by a couple of super talented guys. Shootout. Super talented guys. We don't have the elite top 10 score in the league to help us out with this shit. Uh, they, I mean, the, the rhetoric, it's, not, it's not even rhetoric, but the thing, you know, going around the league and you read it everywhere on social media and, you know, whatever. But I mean, it's that this team is soft and they're and guess what? They're not wrong. I mean, the Seattle crack right now are a soft team. Oh, well, I, mean, I mean, four that, what? Three, uh, three goals in four games. Is that the is that the stat that we have going on right now? Inability to defend your teammates can't really create any offense. There's no one on defense that any other, that any opponent is going to be scared of. Our special teams is absolutely atrocious. If there wasn't a closed door meeting today at climate pledge arena. And if there wasn't a, all right, guys, this is like, this is serious shit. And I'm, t- I'm, 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 I mean, Ron Francis at top, top down closed door. Like I'm going to ship people off. If I'm the leader here, that's that is like all hands on deck. Be here. If you're late, you're fucked. If you don't show up, you're super fucked. But get in here and we're talking about this and we're setting some standards. And if you don't meet those standards, you're fucking out of here. I made I made a it was kind of a joke, but I was dead serious last night. Again, crack and pod after dark last night. I said I don't give a shit. I mean, this starts by the way. This starts from the top down. Like I want Ronnie Francis evaluating this team, reevaluating them. I want Haxel to be doing the same, and then I want every skater to be looking at themselves not only individual but as a unit because these lines have to be changed around. Something has to go on. But I I made a joke, but I was I was also being serious when I said. I don't give a shit if they have an off day coming up. If I am Haxtell, I do whatever it needs, like whatever needs to be done in order to get this team playing as a team again and playing for each other. I think the joke I made was like, I don't give a shit if you like rent out a boat and take them sailing around the Puget Sound and all of them take ayahuasca and like share, you know, secrets about themselves. And they all end up fucking crying and hugging by the end of it. I don't give a shit. Figure something out. Like this team needs to really needs to like get, get it together. And um, I hope the front office is looking at themselves just as hard as the team is because last night was incredibly disappointing. 
I do think, again, it's a small sample size. It's a long season. But so far, the identity of what this team is showing us is something that is incredibly disappointing. And and I saw a, a bunch of people talking about how they were like, oh, man, this is reminding me of the first season. This is worse than the first season. It's a million times worse. And it's worse, for, it's worse because the first season was a bunch of misfits and, and, and other people that other teams left for Seattle to grab in the expansion draft. It's like a hodgepodge of players coming together. You know, you can talk about the Gru signing and all that, but it's like there were no expectations that year. We were just pumped to have Seattle Kraken hockey. Well, let's fast forward now because we have Seattle Kraken hockey. We went to the fucking playoffs last year. For the most part, a good amount of the core is here. I think they did a good job with the offseason acquisitions. Like we could talk about Yamamoto. He's fantastic. He's actually the only guy that I think was a highlight from last night. And and that's why I think it's worse because it's like we have like an expectation and a standard and it's just not being met. It doesn't even look like it's being attempted at this time. And that's why I think it's more disappointing than season one. So when Kraken lose 4-1, you know, it was a tight game until that 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 ranting and goal towards the end of the game, six minutes left or whatever it was. And you know, again, the ironically, the only bright spot is hey, closed door meeting, grew, Joey, Decord, you can go to the bar. Yeah. Basically. You guys are good. You're you're crushing it out here. We're embarrassing you, and you guys are busting your ass. And I, ironically, if I if I, last year somebody would have told me that, I'd say you're 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 living in crazy town. I'm starting to not be no angry additional. anymore. No, I, I have no additional notes on this. I think members of the Kraken Pod fam, Seattle Kraken fans in general, should be upset. And again, the rest of the league is calling the team soft. Yeah, the team's soft as shit. I mean, yep. it is what it is. I mean, Eberly answered the bell last night. He knew they were coming for him, right? I mean, and guess what? Eberly's not a fighter. Of course he lost that fight. Like, But that's when I say he answered the bell, it's not being like he won. I'm talking like he owned up to it, right? Like he did what was expected of him, which he knew that that was going to happen because they are defending his teammate. Yep. Now, where is that for the Seattle Kraken? Because again, as a matter of principle, I need to see that from my team. Yep. Otherwise, we're just going to be soft all year. We're going to get ran the fuck over because no one respects us. And we don't, quite frankly, respect ourselves at the moment. And that's how yeah. it feels. Not exactly right, dude. It's just... Anyway, I don't even want to talk about this game anymore. I mean, I I don't know if you want to. If you want to review it, cool. But that's it. We just did. We just reviewed the Avalanche game. You know, Yams, he's looking around going like, oh, I'm going to score a goal here and work my ass off. I don't know what y'all are doing, but I'm I'm trying to make sure that people feel like, you know, I hey, love they, him. I they love invested him so in much. me. Yeah. You know, so like, you know, that, that that's great. He's, he, he, maybe we can excuse him from the, no, he needs to hear it. I'm not calling him out in the meeting, but he needs to hear it. Because where was he? I mean, where was he? He's a new guy. I don't know. He's five foot eight, man. He's not. He's not the guy. Joey, I'm not, look, I'm not looking. It matters. I don't care if you Yanni fucking Gord should have ran after Kale McCarr. I haven't even really seen Yanni go Yanni yet. I don't know what's going. I don't know. It doesn't matter. It don't, you don't have on. to be in. No, the game, I know. I know you what you have saying. to be a bruiser. You don't have to be the fighter, the enforcer to go and and you should be so passionate about what the fuck happened to your teammate, who also said, "Oh yeah, he never called to apologize for shit." Kale McCarr, for all, for all intents and purposes, from our perspective, is an asshole. Yeah. Anyway, so anyway, let's, let's, all right. So season's been shit. It's getting worse. Yeah. As we go on, except for the goaltending. Obviously, that can't win games because we can't score. I mean, we've had a lot more goals put up against us because we keep pulling, you know, the goalie because we're behind in every game that we've played. In four games, we have allowed three empty net goals. Jeff, so far on the season, we have scored as many goals as we have allowed shorthanded goals against. So that's that's where the Kraken are at. They're a soft team that can't score with awful special teams, and there's not a single player on the ice that an opponent looks at and does not want to play against. In fact, they're licking their fucking chops to come up to Seattle and 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 hand us our asses in front of our home crowd. Meanwhile, people are paying fucking, you know, $20 for a vodka crayon. 
That upsets me as a person who enjoys alcoholic beverages. <laughs> that is true. So, all right. Well, dude, I'm just going to let you like, you know, recap what we, cause like you're listening to this now you're listening to this, you know, this, this podcast and you're listening to this because you love the Kraken. So ideally, you know, we got shut out by the Preds in the opener. We we're play the blues, you know, tighter game, but of course, we suck on the power play. Well, actually, we didn't. We we at least scored a goal on the power play. All right, so mm-hmm. let's we that so that's a bright spot. Yes. We lose in a shootout, which is I don't get that needs to be top of the fucking problem list. That's also another another issue that we have there. So it's like put no anybody who's been in the shootout so far for the Seattle Kraken doesn't get in the shootout again this season. Well, Maybe. good luck with that. <laughs> no, I put all the rook, put all the rookies in, put the new guys in. Put Yamamoto in at this point. I mean, shit. no, I don't want anybody who's taken a penalty shot. I'm sorry, or in a, who's been in a shootout. I'm Dave Haxel right now. Anybody who's been in a shootout for us in the past two seasons, not allowed to be in a shootout again. I'm trying all new dudes. That's it. It was a brutal game, but. From from puck drop to finish, I actually thought it was the most complete game the Seattle Kraken have played throughout the early part of this season. Like first period against the Avalanche, I thought was fantastic. The game against the Blues was good. Dundertaker, your boy, had a goal. It was reversed. I thought it was a Bennington flip uh, flop job. I stand by that. As you mentioned, Schwartzy had a goal. Power play goal, former blue. He's beloved in St. Louis. That was fantastic. And then, yeah, it, it ends up going to a shootout. We lose in the shootout. Uh, Beniers, Eberly, and Bjorkstrand, they all miss. Uh, Joey Decord, pro Joey Pod. This poor fucking kid. Uh, 24 saves on 25 shots, Jeff. Um, and he stopped two out of three on the shootout. That's a 960 save percentage. I actually look this stat up as it ranked. And this was last night, so it might be different now. But as it ranks currently, just going off of save percentage, he would be fifth in the NHL overall behind your boy Reimer, Blackwood, Bennington, and Aiden Hill. And two of those goalies, the Seattle Kraken have faced so far. So I can't tell if those goalies are just playing fantastic hockey and standing on their head or if they just so happen to play the Seattle Kraken. I think a little bit of both. You know, that's, again, back to is it's like pitching in, 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 in baseball. You know, it's like if if you got great pitchers, you 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 should be okay. And can this team turn it around? Yes, absolutely. And I think the the one positive I'm gonna give them right now is you all can turn it around because of these guys in net. And that's something we didn't have consistency with last year. and we finished great. But now we're, they're giving us this after working their ass off all off season. Y'all fix whatever shit you got going on, but the, the Kraken can fix this. I just, I just pray that they use what happened last night, the Colorado game, to to fix it. So, you know, there's just there's been some craziness, but overall, uh, I'm just so unhappy with what happened last night, and I will not say it again for the rest of the podcast. They better use that as their rallying cry internally to say, don't ever let that happen again. Anybody who's been in hockey for a long time that's part of that organization should be embarrassed. Ron Francis should be embarrassed by that. Dave Haxtell should be embarrassed by that. And that is that. So there's your cracking reaction. How about that? We missed the Predators shit. game. I mean, you're very upset right now. <laughs> I, wa- I actually I watched. Want to talk about the Predators game? I mean, we have to. I mean, it happened this past week. We can quickly go over it. I mean, yeah, that's fine. Cool. You could, you go ahead, do it. Good. I mean, the Kraken. I mean, it was a three nothing loss. But just a couple notes from that game. Uh, Barry Trotz. This is actually his first win as Nashville's general manager. I do think you know, that's somewhat you relevant. You know how mad Barry Trotz would be if he was the coach or the GM. Oh my God! I think he'd Kraken. be fist fighting people in the locker room. Barry Trotz is a defensive, like, like physical first dude. All of his teams have always been very defensively minded, low scoring teams, grinded out, old school hockey. He would be irate. And he's not a big dude. 
yeah, I, I'm I'm well aware of that. Um, it's also the, the <laughs> it's also the first time that uh, we got to hear Forslund, JT, and Edzo back on the call. That was fantastic. That Groot was, nice. was fantastic. Save totally. Uh, Save thirty shots on thirty four on thirty four attempts. We gave up another shorthanded goal. It was a lazy pass by a Bjorkstrand. I don't know what the hell we're going on. Like even in this game was discombobulated. Like there was a period where Adam Larson was like trying to look for a call instead of playing hockey. Um, gets a call against him for a cross check and then we don't even try to control the pucks and now it's a odd man so now it's a six five advantage for nashville they end up putting one off of his skate which is like fucking poetic justice and there's a quote from yanni gord after the game saying in quote the puck is not going our way right now um i think it's a lot more than that but that was two games ago so here here we are preds preds are a solid team you know they're, they're looking pretty good i don't think Anybody really expected them to be. And so far, you know, there's a lot of things interesting in the NHL right now happening. And, um, you know, I think the Preds, they're, they're solid. So, yep. <sighs> you know, and then, of course, you know, I guess we should talk about Brandon Tanev being out. Yes. Which another, another thing, another, like. They will drop the gloves at the Winter Classic. That is you, going to happen. And you can't do anything about it with Las Vegas, who's 4-0. Mm-hmm. right, right back at it again. You know, you can't do anything about the, but if I don't know what's going to happen between now and the winter classic long way to go, but if they aren't pulling the Colorado avalanche play a first 90 seconds, getting the retribution for that dirty ass hit against turbo. Like these, this team needs to get some fucking testicles going, man. Sorry, I'm being, I'm just saying. I mean, he's out four to six weeks, lower body industry, right? I mean, I suppose it's good that it wasn't a concussion or anything more severe because he took that hit straight to the dome. Um, But, you know, we were right. I mean, not we were right. You know, you watched his right leg kind of crumple underneath him and he falls back awkwardly and everyone's kind of being like, is it a head thing? Is it a leg thing? I actually thought it would be a head thing. Turns out lower body industry. So four to six weeks. You know, more time, you know, for Cartier to to get going. He did not look good last night either against Colorado. Burakovsky looked like shit. Bjorkstrand looked like shit. I don't know what's going on. It's the fucking home opener. The, like, the, get up for these people. It's a sold-out fucking crowd. Every single night you're going out there, Climate Pledge Arena is sold out. These the, fans are paying, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars, depending on how many games they go to in order to watch you play in person, have a little bit of pride in the team that you represent in this and the city that you represent. The only thing that I'll uh, like, maybe they all have the flu. I like every kid in my kid's school has the flu. It's the knock, Jordan game. Knock on wood, skaters. knock on wood. We don't have it yet. And, and we might skate out, but knock on wood. I got to Cause, but maybe they're all sick. Like, come out today and say, guys, we all got the flu. We were shitting ourselves last night. We weren't ourselves. Like, somebody needs to come out today and answer those damn questions. And I haven't looked at any. I'm so mad I haven't looked at any cracking shit today. And maybe they address things. I don't know. I I haven't seen anything come out. I just haven't. I maybe I've just been enjoying maybe all the Avs fans up in arms over last night. I just think it's fucking hilarious. Well, that, that, that's also, also great. Too, like, Bring it on, man. That's what they, the internet's are, cool. Let's talk some shit. The, the, you, you should do yourself a favor. And if there's anything that you can find enjoyable this morning, it's the Avalanche fans on the uh, tweet that you put out last night, or maybe it was this morning about the fight. And um, all these Avalanche people, like just, I mean, these <laughs> mouth breathers, just misspelling stuff and like writing Kraken with a call it with the spelling it C-R-A-C-K. Like what? Maybe that's on purpose. It probably is on purpose. Anyway, it's just, I'm so mad. I can't even see sarcasm anymore. Like I'm so pissed. I, yeah. I, and uh, we're not going to do a preview of it because it's still too early in the season, but Thursday night against Carolina hurricanes. That's not, <laughs> that's not going to be an easy task. I mean, the upcoming schedule coming up in the near future is incredibly brutal. Hey, Joey, hold on a second, man. Hold on. Um, so just a heads up for context. My kids just got home off the bus. Mm-hmm. So and sorry to interrupt you, but um, I don't 
number one, I'm glad I got all the anger out at the beginning. And I am as well. Do you feel better the, now? Do you feel better? Yeah, but I'm still not happy. But I got all the the choice words out the way, if you know what I'm saying. So mm-hmm. I'm going clean the rest of the episode now on my end. So okay. all right. But there might be there might be a call for something to go make a sandwich or do something like that. Oh, you know what? Yeah, I, we, we don't need to go into it anymore. But yeah, the rest of the schedule coming up is brutal. That's all I had to say. Thursday I, night, Carolina. I, I don't care if we're playing a peewee hockey team from, you know, down the road. Okay. But it, that would be tough right now for the Seattle Kraken team. So it doesn't matter if we're playing first place, last place, which I think is us, you know, that sort of thing. So anyway, okay, hold on. Okay. I have a child tapping. What's up, love? Um, can you please make me a sandwich? Make yourself some, why don't you get, can you make yourself a jelly sandwich? Yes. Good job. Go do it. Okay. <laughs> there it. you go. That's what I'm saying. So is that, and I'm happy because my kids are home. I feel good. Um, I'm good. They're, they're now talking to Alexa, which usually irritates me, but I'm cool. I'm, um, I'm gonna just. I'm just gonna. I'm good. I'm positive good. now. I'm We're moving on. We're moving on. We have a rough schedule coming up. It is what it is. We can't even play like your beer league from fucking Detroit. That's where we're at right now. So we can move on. I I would score a goal. In, well, I wouldn't. Score, I wouldn't score a goal right now on this team. But I would. I would. I could survive on the ice without dying for probably thirty seconds with this team right now. Right yeah. now. Forty four. I haven't skated on ice skates in ten. I've years. never skated, and I'm pretty sure I could go out there. I would. I would at least. Uh, you know, defend McCann. I can tell you that much. <laughs> Ooh, I would go do it. I would do it. I would do it. I would, yeah. do it. All right. I would, I would fight for this team. All right. The, here's what is, I'm, I'm at a, no, I'm not going to say that. Red Wings are looking good. Red Wings are looking good. This could become a Detroit Red Wings podcast officially. I'm just saying it's out there. It's possible. I'm, I don't you know, know what else to say. I mean, I don't Spronger, Spronger's going My on. kids are playing. This are podcast obsessed. is getting weird. My kids are obsessed with. I think, <laughs> this is going to be a shorter episode. I think it is. My All kids right. are obsessed right. with this song, Bury Me in Georgia from Kane Brown's country song. And so that's playing in the background right now. It's just, we've now, we're officially in the depths. And this team has forced us to be there. Okay. What's next on the show, Joey? We're moving up? on. You got to do ad reads. Come on, man. We've done this before. We're moving oh. on. Also, too. Also, too. I thought turnaround. I'm going to put. I didn't even put it out because I fell asleep. Like I told you, right? I didn't put it out on Twitter. I've been lacking the past four days. Uh, but I did do a DraftKings sportsbook app same game parlay on the Kraken. I picked Jared McCann to score, and I picked a couple other things that I thought would would happen. Right and it didn't, so I lost that bet. But what's awesome right now, the NFL season's like super fun right now. We've got you know hockey going on, you know, and we also have the Seattle Kraken. So maybe make some bets on some other things, right, uh, than the Seattle Kraken. But long story short, is the DraftKings sportsbook app is super safe. You should totally download it right now. If you're watching football and you're watching, you know, all the fun stuff that's happening in football, you should totally download it. Because new customers are going to get a sweet deal. So here's what you do with the NFL. We're in the thick of it. New customers can bet $5 and get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Throw five down on any of this week's epic matchups to walk away an instant winner. There are new offers every game. Check it out. It's super fun. Make sure you're getting in on the action. Football. Basketball's on the way. Hockey. When you sign up, use the code THPN. That's the Hockey Podcast Network. New customers can bet just $5 to get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL with code THPN. The crown is yours. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. And then we have all the show notes and the details uh, all the details in the show notes for DraftKings Sportsbook app, but I love it, which is awesome. Oh, I did put one thing I put out for DraftKings Sportsbook is I did um, I took thirty five thousand to one or plus thirty five thousand. I'm sorry, um, odds on the Arizona Coyotes to win the Stanley Cup championship. I put like five dollars on that and, or ten, and the return is like 
3000 or 2200 bucks something like that nice say goodbye to your ten dollars no they're 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 looking good they're okay. looking good all right they're looking better than the seattle kraken we we are officially in the same right now like level of play as the san jose sharks that's that's inexcusable anyway okay so if you're listening to a game on the radio, maybe it's not a Seattle Kraken game right now because you're so mad like me and you just have blinding anger making you deaf, right? But when it comes to audio, you want to check out our friends at Raycon because they have got everything you need when it comes to audio. I'm talking earbuds. I'm talking wireless speakers. They got so many cool things. And here's the deal with Raycon is, you know, you've got big brands out there that make you pay you know, 10 times more than you should when Raycon has got the tech, the quality, and they've got awesome price, right? They're not going to gouge you like some of these other brands are. You're going to get the same awesome audio, if not better, and it's not going to cost you an arm and a leg. So you should totally go to buyraycon.com slash THPN and check out what they've got. You know, the earbuds, tons and tons and tons of like five-star reviews, 50,000 of those. They've got noise isolation, crystal clear quality, water and sweat resistant. So go check out these earbuds. Buyraycon.com. Use the code uh, it's slash THPM. Get 15% off your Raycon order. So here's what you do. Buyraycon.com slash THPM. Score 15% off. It's buyraycon.com slash THPM. So check out our friends at Raycon. Let's get to the note on questions. You know, other podcasts, I don't know what the hell they're doing right now. I hope they're as angry as we are, but lots of times, if you don't know everything about hockey, you know, they're going to shame you. If you don't know something and you ask a dumb question, they're going to, sh- they're going to ring that bell and say, shame, shame, shame on you. Not here because we are the fun podcast when it comes to the Seattle Kraken. I don't know if you can tell, but we have fun on this show. Yeah, this is fun. This is fun. This is, we're having a lot of fun. Right fun, now. Aren't you? Yeah. You're a listener. Exactly. So ask any question and we will never shame you. We'll shame our team. We will not shame you. Ask away. So what is this week's no dumb question? Question, Joey. Excuse me. I'd like to ask you a few questions. This week's no dumb question question comes from Jared Ostrader. Shout out to Jared. Oh, Jared. Member of the Kraken Pod fam. Jared. Jared. Good dude. Just um, go to Jared for a question. <laughs> she went to Jared. Uh, what is the strategic benefit to dumping a puck in the corner? I thought this was awesome. I was actually very proud of myself because I was able to think of a lot of the reasons why and kind of take some notes on that. And then, of course, I also did the uh, Seattle sports fan thing where I nerded out and started doing some research. So basically, like, are, and he had, he had more to it, but I want to say that for a later episode. But I saw a lot of this in this particular game um, against the Colorado Avalanche. Um, arguably the most effective way for a line change is for a player to dump the puck in the corner. Uh, players are able to switch out while the play is going on, which is a term called switching on the fly. And it's a, it's the best way really to eliminate the chances of an odd man advantage. And if you also think about it, uh, from an offensive strategy standpoint, if you're playing against a team who is really, really good at defense, they are going to crowd the blue line. And they create kind of almost like a wall and they can also force you to kind of go offside. So if you're able to get the puck into the offensive zone, you're able to kind of get around that in a rare instance. If a goalie freezes the puck, you will force uh, a face off in the offensive zone. Again, that doesn't really happen a lot because goalies know that they're not trying to give you a face off in their zone. Um, But that is a, that is a big reason why And last, if you shoot the puck deep, and you go to battle with it with a defenseman, even if you get beat to the corner by the defenseman, you are now able to body check that individual. You could potentially create a turnover. Now you are deep in their zone. So you are essentially strategically giving up possession of the puck for a hope to regain it later, deeper in the O-zone. And that's uh, that's kind of the notes that I had on it. Did I miss anything? You nailed it. No, no. I, I honestly did not look at what you had written out. Um, and by the way, Joey, the the stat man, Mr. Research, like this is that's money. That's that's the best way I could think of it is yes, uh our guys are tired. We wanna we gotta get rid of the puck, we gotta dump it in so we can get a change. Change. So cross the red line, the center ice line, dump it in, and then go, you know, get off the ice and make that switch, right? Yep. 
Um, and then it can bite you in the butt is if it has a weird bounce or if you got a goaltender who can corral the puck quickly and is a great puck handler, sometimes those goaltenders can you know, be the person who quickly turns that into a breakout pass and can capitalize on the line change with an odd man rush, which is cool. Um, yes. Offensively, that's back to what I said about the Nashville Predators for a very long time That because they were so defensively minded. They are a team that doesn't have and historically hasn't had superstars on the ice. Mm-hmm. And that's an example of a team is more often than not, that is their offensive strategy is, look, well, here's what we're going to do. We're going to use our speed, our physicality. We don't have necessarily like superstars who can um, get to the center of the center of the ice and carry the puck in and, and be like those awesome quarterbacks like Connor McDavid. Um, Connor Bedard is actually doing that right now. You know, he's already doing that sort of stuff. He gets to the center of the ice, which is awesome. Um, so you dump it in, you dump it over the blue line, and then you or uh, across the red line, and you go get it, and you cause chaos, and you make it hard for the team to turn it around and come out of their zone. And that's exactly everything else. You totally, totally nailed it, man. So that's exactly, I mean, and there's probably something I'm not thinking of or not forgetting because I'm blinded by rage right now. <laughs> I just think it's really good, you know, and I mean, this is a lesson for me as I was reading into this a little bit. I just think it's a good reminder to, to look at the blue line as like a strategic, you know, uh, like almost like a wall of defense. If a team is good defensively, they are going to use that to their advantage. And a way to get around that is to dump the puck into the zone. But most of the time, it's just used for a shift change. I mean, really, at the end of the day, that's what it's all about. You got to get your guys off the ice. Can't leave them out there to dry, hanging around, getting tired, getting caught on a switch. You don't want any of that to happen. Yep. No, that's that's awesome. Jared, who's been an OG, like you said, great question. He sent that in the DM. If you've got a question that you want to have answered, or at least maybe even get featured on the show, because we have like 10 fans who care about being on the show right now and we love you all um but if you want to have a question featured dm us that's you know that's great you can uh, send us an email um you know hit us up online anywhere and we'll find a way to get that in but ask away ask anything we'll figure it out at the least we'll give you an opinion on it so um jared you're the man thank you it's good to hear from you again all right three stars of the week this is where we rank what has been going on in our lives talk about our lives and we give it to you. Sometimes it's hockey related. Sometimes it's not in our three stars of the week. So last week, and, and and we're on a roll right now, remembering, I'm pretty sure, Joey, you went first last week. So this is my. Sure. Let's roll turn. with that. I don't even know if that's correct, but we're going with it. So let's go. I know. I'm sorry. You're tired. You've been working your ass I'm off. Very tired. I'm very, that very sort tired. of thing. So um, I'm going to say this is uh, uh, number three star is family stuff. I'm just going to tell you this is, you know, if you. Uh, ask your parents, ask family members, Hey, you got, if you haven't had this conversation with them or they haven't had a conversation with you about it, ask them now. Now, if you're, if you're 15 years old, you don't necessarily have to think about this, but if you're like me and you have older parents, ask them, do you know what you want to have happen when something, if something bad happens to you, do you want, you know, what do you want to have happen if, you know, you go bye-bye, right? I've got, I've got kids around. What, you know, what do you have plans for um, retirement? Do you have plans for, um, you know, what if you need assisted living? Do you, what do you want? I'm telling you, have those conversations with your family. Um, you know, if you're close to them, if you're not close to them, take this as a time, like, and the, if you're thinking about this, as I'm saying this, if you're listening to this and you're going, oh crap, I should do that. You know, this is for you if you're hearing it. So I'm just saying, do that now, have those talks, ask those questions, get started on that. And if they don't just get some stuff straight. So I can tell you, this is when you're playing catch up later in life and there are no plans, it can cause some major problems. So I'm just going to, I'm just going to say that. Are you doing okay? We don't got to get into it, but you're doing okay. Yeah. 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 You know, my dad um, has kind of, uh, I'll just be really frank. He has, oh, I don't want to be too loud. He's, he's um, basically smoked himself into severe COPD, very stubborn, mm-hmm. wouldn't quit. He's, you know, basically kind of been um, basically in Michigan, northern Michigan, uh, locked into his apartment and just, just smoking. And he's got COPD, still smoking. And he had a bout with COVID. Um, a helper came by and gave it to him. Um, and he's okay. He's good but he's been in poor health for a long time. And I had to go to Michigan to basically say, Hey, look, 
Um, and I, I kind of went through the emotional stuff last year with it. I was, you know, like, Oh God, what's going on. And, but I was aware of the situation. He just didn't want to change anything. But, um, I went back and basically said, Hey, you're in this situation because of the things that, you know, you've decided to do and what are we going to do? And there were some things that he didn't want to do. And I said, mm, sorry, we, we, uh, we got to do some stuff here. So, you know, that's just where it's at is if you know the plan and everybody's on the same page. Um, I avoided talking about things for a while for a multitude of reasons. And so did he, but, uh, if you can have those discussions, do it. So I'm, I'm good. I'm good because, you know, I'm pretty blessed. I got, you know, great family, good friends like you, Joey, good things going on. You're a good man, Jeff. You're a good man. Except for Seattle Kraken fucking hockey. Um, so anyway, thanks for asking brother. I appreciate it. So yeah, yeah. but just, it's a good chance to ask about that. So that's my third star is, you know, Hey, you know what? If you're a grown ass person and you got family out there that you care about, ask them about what's going on if they're getting older. So I will absolutely make a note of that. I'm sure there's some people in my family I can make amends with as well and vice versa. All right, going on a lighter note. My third star of the week is Major League Baseball playoffs. I have officially hitched my wagon to the Philadelphia Fighting Phillies and, of course, the Texas Rangers because fuck the Astros always. <laughs> trash town, trash organization, trash players. We'll never forget how they cheated. And you know what? They've won so much since they've cheated. It's almost like shown the rest of you know, the major league baseball world that they didn't need to cheat in order to do it, but it doesn't remove the fact that they're a bunch of fucking cheaters. So fuck the Astros Rangers are up to nothing. I need them to close that door. I don't need a comeback at all. I want this to be over as quickly as humanly possible. As much as I would like to, for it to drag on, I would like a situation where the Rangers just kind of choke the life out of the Astros. But at this point, I kind of just want them to cut the throats of the Astros and just let them bleed out so we can move on. As far as the Phillies go, this is the team that I want to win it all. And it's because of two reasons. One, all this team does is hit bombs. I mean, I don't know, Jeff, if you had a chance to watch any of baseball playoffs. Nothing. The Phillies are just absolutely freaking electric. They are crushing the ball. They're riding this wave. They did it against the Braves. They're doing it now. They're up two games to nothing, and they are just on a freaking tear. And it's so fun to watch, and I just can't get enough of this team. They they are embracing the moment. They are not scared of it. In fact, they seem to be really like dancing around in this shit because this is what they do. This is what they were built for. And the second reason why I'm attaching myself to the Phillies is because their fans are freaking awesome. I know Philly fans talk a lot of shit, but man – the stadium, like that ballpark, those games, like I get goosebumps watching these games. I mean, that place is so freaking electric. And that's why I can't get behind the Diamondbacks because every time I, I watch a game there in their home crowd, it's a snooze fest. So uh, Phillies, Rangers, going for Phillies to take it all. But I would love a Phillies, Rangers World Series this year. Uh, so there's a, a – I, I love – I get subscribed to a daily email called the The Morning Brew. And um, they have a bunch of different ones, right? Versions. The one I subscribe to is news on um, business and tech. And one thing, and I don't know where this stat came from or if they figured it out on their own, but the last time the Arizona Diamondbacks won the World Series was when we went to that terrible recession in 2008. So they basically are saying anytime the Arizona Diamondbacks make it to the World Series, or maybe they won it, I don't remember, but it, maybe it's just making it to the World Series. That means like economic disaster. So I am rooting for the Diamondbacks to lose so that we don't have economic disaster. Cause I'm pretty sure that's exactly correct. So I'm just saying that. Okay. I love yeah. it. Second yeah. star. What's yours? Second star. So my second star is pretty simple. Low cholesterol, low cholesterol is I've mentioned this a few times before, but, and I know you listening, you like, you're like, Hey Jeff, what's up with your cholesterol that you've talked about like twice in the past year. <laughs> Uh, well, here's your update is, uh, I've, I feel again, getting older. Um, I, I had terrible numbers and I was like, what is going on? Cause I overall eat pretty healthy and, and, and try to exercise, but I wasn't doing enough. Change my ways, lost like 10 pounds doing like, cool. And I started taking a statin. So a pill mm. and I got the results like a week ago. And it was like, you are in the green. I was in like the red, like you might need an ambulance like right now levels. And then this pill just like 
took it in half. So statins. So really my second star of the week should be statins. Thank you for helping me. And I'm also like still on the kick, right? Um, of, of doing things well. Also, my daughter just walked into the room with a jar of olives. Are you looking for olives? Okay. All right. So anyway, that's my second star of the week. Love it. Um, can you get me a spoon? Thank you, love. All right. Do you there want you go. First bar, your first uh, star could be a jar of olives. My second star of the week will be Halloween parties. I have a couple this weekend. Um, I don't know if I'm going to go to both. I kind of have to figure that out along with the freaking Seattle Kraken schedule, of course. Um, but I'm freaking pumped, man, because it really is the best time of the year. And not only are they Halloween parties, but they are murder mystery parties. I have what? some very creative friends. You got to go. Uh, one of them who has actually written a couple of books, and he has written out like this entire murder mystery thing um, for this party at his house. So I'm very, very excited for that. Um, so yeah, that is, uh, that is what I'm excited for. My second star of the week is Halloween party, specifically murder mystery. Get real creative with it. That's super cool. I'm, I'm kind of jealous you're doing that. It's going to be fun, man. I've never actually done a party like that before. Usually it's just, you know, you throw on whatever costume and you go and hang out and everyone stands around until they get, you know, too much to drink in them. And then everyone just has a good time. But yeah, this will be a little bit of a, of a change of pace. I'm excited for it. Uh, that's pretty cool. You, you do have some creative friends. I, I, you know what? I need to be the, I will be flagged as the creative friend. If I suggest that to my friend group, which would be awesome. So yes. And then you can be like, yeah, I thought of that. We should do this. I'm like, man, Jeff is so creative. Can you steal the playbook if you go from your buddy and just not, or take I a can, screenshot of it? Like, I can, you know, I can do my best. I can like do the my script best. or whatever. Yeah. Or the, like the, at least yeah. the story. So I can be like, cool. I'll just steal it. That's not bad. They're probably can, you probably can download. If I search things, you probably can download stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like download like murder oh, mystery. That stuff is 100% downloadable. You can go and find a murder mystery and just use it for a, a scary night. You should do that and think about doing something like that. Okay. I love that. I, I, Megan Megan might dig that. We'll see. I'll let you know what Megan says. She's either going to be like, that's awesome. Or like, no, that's lame. I don't know what's gonna, what, what she's going to be about. So we'll see what's up. Uh, my first, first star of the week is Mr. Joey Cirillo. So... We came into the season for the uh, Kraken pod and we're like, we're going to do all these awesome things and work really hard on it. And the last week was a little off for me, but for the most part, we've been cranking some things out and um, Mr. Consistency over here hasn't quit. And we actually had a talk. I felt like an intervention because he's like, he's like, I'm going to do this Kraken after dark thing. And, you know, for us in the central time zone um, and also being incredibly upset with the team, it's <laughs> tough to be like, well, I'm going to stay up super late and do this thing. But Joey's like so committed to like growing the Kraken pod. And, and that's because you are an awesome fan of the Kraken pod. And you've given us this light of like, let's do more. Let's do more. Cause you know, you've been so supportive listening to this thing and, and, and being on social with us and watching videos and all that sort of stuff. But Joey's like, he's in man. He's, he's leading the way. So Joey, you're my number one star of the week for being the dude who's doing the Kraken after dark. Um, may, you know, I, I think, I think you should maybe consider maybe doing it like once a week. Um, because I feel bad that you're up so late and grinding it out, but I'm also proud that you're out there grinding for the Kraken pod. So, you know, our team's humming unlike the Seattle Kraken. And that's because our captain, Joey Cirillo, who didn't know shit about, I'm sorry, didn't know shit about hockey, uh, three years ago is now like the team leader. So stick taps for you, brother. Good job. I appreciate the kind words. I know that you have a lot going on too. Um, yeah, I don't know if I can do crack and pod after dark for every game because like you just mentioned, they won't end until like one one thirty two hour time. So it's not really sustainable. With that being said, um, you know, if we if we do it, I will definitely share. I will be doing it as often as I can. And also the YouTube page is rolling. So we're about to hit, I mean, listen, it's a hundred subscribers, but it's only been up for like two weeks. We're going to yeah. keep doing fun videos and shit like that. So please, if you're listening to this um, at crack and pot on YouTube, go check it out. All that good stuff. So I appreciate the kind words and yeah, man, it's a long season. So I need to uh, try to not sprint this marathon. All right. My, uh, my first star of the week is crew of boo crew of boo is a Halloween parade in new Orleans. And it's not just a parade. There's like a, a gala attached to it. There's like a whole, uh, luncheon that is followed by going in the French quarter and going to Pat O'Brien's, which is famous because they invented the drink called the hurricane. There's just a lot of events around it. I actually got hooked up with some pretty sweet, uh, like balcony passes with an open bar 
So I need to figure out if I'm going to go to that or not. It really depends on how I'm feeling. But anyways, Crew of Boo, uh, it's happening this weekend for us in New Orleans on Saturday. I'm very, very excited for it because, of course, it's New Orleans. You have to have a parade for everything. So there's a parade for Crew of Boo, and it's going down. So uh, that that should be a good time between that and the Halloween parties and the and the Seattle Kraken, you know, uh, letting me down. I have a very busy weekend ahead of me. Is You said it's this Friday? Saturday. Oh, Saturday. Damn. Yeah. Uh, that's Crew pretty Boo, cool. Baby. It's a fun Crew. one. It's a real fun one. By the way, it's not, it's, it's, if you, if you thought it was ever a joke, if you ever heard, you know, New Orleans parades all year round, what? No, it's not just Mardi Gras. There's always it's some, always, there's, there's a Christmas parade that they may, and it's actually the crew of boo people that put on the Christmas parade. So they got to get through crew of boo parade first before they decide to have the Christmas parade, which I'm sure they'll do. Yeah. There's um, Joan of Arc in January. I mean, there's always, always, always a parade St. Patrick's day. I mean, we can, yeah. Yeah. So it's always awesome. a reason to celebrate, man. You got to love it. Well, there you go. Um, you know, if you made it this far in the uh, in the episode, which I think is a relatively quick one because it's just anger. It's it's look. I'm 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 dead serious. Is you know, it's hard to watch. It's it's going to be a long season. Like we're committed to watch this team, but I'm telling you, people that are not committed, like we are, because we have this podcast and thing that we're doing around them. It's going to be tough, and the Seattle Kraken should be incredibly concerned about what they're putting out on the ice and what kind of product they have because it's going to show up at the bottom dollar and i'm serious is this 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 is a closed door let's fix this now right and do we have to do have the hard talks at the beginning of the season and fix this right this ship and that's what has to happen this week i need to see some light i need to see some light moving forward and that's what i'm going to say but we'll be here as much as it pains me right now, it will be here. And we'll be Seattle Kraken fans, and we'll be cranking out content for you and talking about this team. But nonstop, baby, that's how we and, roll. We're rolling. And now that I'm, now that I'm, of course, I always do this. Is like uh, after getting emotional, I go back and I have regrets. Now I wonder if, like, are the Seattle Kraken PR like people are gonna be like, oh, they're dead to us? They, 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 they totally crapped on on our brand. Or do they listen to this in silence while they giggle while they giggle to themselves? I don't know, Jeff. I don't know. Yeah, you know what? Also, too. Also, too. <laughs> another bright spot is like everything else around the crack and like what the what the team's doing. Uh, the social media is on point always. Like the, the team not on the ice, but I see what yeah. you're saying. Yes, exactly. Like no, everything the, around the broadcast it is great. Team. Listen, like we're we're still like good vibes only, but we have to keep it real. It's the on ice product that is, that is a oh, problem, and so dude. let's get this shit fixed. It's four games into the season. Let's go. I know what I know what happened. I know what happened. I know it broke my spirit. I broke my mug. I broke. Oh, my mug. dude, what? When did you break the good vibes only mug? Dude, this is weird. I'm telling you, things are manifesting right now in my life. Like you did, you know, like a fucking voodoo doll with the uh, Seattle Kraken good vibes only mug. What do you do? I have a bunch at the house still. I'll, you need to next time you're here, just oh, take a new one, please. When I'll get one tomorrow. Break the mug, man. I was doing dishes. I was I was rinsing out things and putting in the dishwasher, and it just slipped out of my hand, and it dropped like seven inches. And the thing, it's a heavy ass mug, and it just hit the bottom of the sink and just split in half. And I was like, oh, and I forgot to talk about it because I'm pretty sure I think it happened the morning after the season opener, dude. And maybe that's like or may I don't remember if it was before the season opener or after, but maybe that's it, dude. I got I will come to your house tomorrow, Thursday. Oh, my God. The 19th and and get a mug. I need I'm a, not superstitious, but I am a little stitious. And this is really, really rubbing me the wrong way. I just so I just got done rewatching three seasons of Hannibal. And people that have seen this show, they know this reference. So it's like late season two where Hannibal keeps referencing dropping of the teacup and the teacup moment where it's like, can you go back to the moment before it was dropped when it's like all pieced back together? You had your teacup moment. We need to get this going. We need to get the good vibes going back. You got to pick this up ASAP. Dude, dude. Okay. Yep. 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 I'm going to get it tomorrow. You got a few? Yeah, I have a couple. Okay. Please right. take some spares in case you decide to start throwing dishes around in your fits of I rage. Just, that that's maybe that's there's something there because like I was not being I guess I technically was being careless with it because it slipped out of my hand, but like I wasn't being crazy with it. I was just like taking it from the side of the sink into the sink and it slipped and but there's something there, Joey. 
All right. No, there's totally something there. I'm not happy right now. This is really messing with my head. All right. So who did the Kraken play tomorrow night? The Carolina Hurricanes. All right. I'm getting the mug. I'm getting the mug from your house tomorrow. I'll be in New Orleans. And I will drink out of the mug before the game. Yes. Something. Okay. Probably coffee. Or green crack tea. And juice. Crack and juice. And if they win tomorrow, if the Kraken win tomorrow, that's it. They, they have righted the ship. Okay. Yeah. And we've this, is, this is the energy that we need. This is how I we're going to end it on a good note. This is it. This is it. All right. Also, dude, I'm pumped because tonight I want to see the Red Wings beat the crap out of the Penguins. So, oh, that's a good one. I'm starting my boy Sidney Crosby in our Crack and Pod Fantasy Squad uh, Fantasy oh. Hockey League. So, that's the other bright spot is like I'm one and oh because I'm setting my lineup and I'm paying attention and I'm just going to run the table. I'm like, I'm not going to lose. Like, I'm just like, You're I didn't end up middle of the pack. I didn't, I didn't. Do I didn't set anything. I didn't do anything at all last year. I didn't do a thing, and I was the worst. But I'm actually doing the bare minimum after my drafting, which was stellar, and I'm going to win, win this league. So, like, everybody else is like, oh, Jeff sucks. Uh, yeah, guess what? N- not anymore. So <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Anyway. I love that. All right, cool. All right. All right, let's go. Thank you for supporting this podcast. Joey, you're a freaking rock star. I got to go deal with kids and olives and sandwiches. And I got to get myself geared up to watch this, this, Pan- the Panthers. <laughs> See, that's, I'm not even thinking about hockey. I think about football. This Hurricanes game tomorrow with my new mug. Let's write the ship. I'm ending this on a positive note. Feeling great. Have a great rest of the week. Thanks for hitting us up on social media. And we will talk to you next week. Joey, hit us with that chirp of the week. And now here we go. Just over a minute in. Everly and O'Connor exchanging blows. Everly doesn't fight very much. He was the player that delivered the hit that injured Andrew Cogliano in the playoff series last year. Cogliano missed time with a couple of fractures in his neck. But Everly, who does not fight very well, trades him with Logan O'Connor.